Welcome to today's episode of the PSA Pod. I'm Candace Aragon. These have certainly been times unlike any other that we have experienced. In a short matter of time, COVID-19 has completely changed life as we know it. Now most businesses have been forced to move remote and our economy is reeling from the loss of business. At PSA, we've been hosting regular roundtable webinars with our systems integration community. Business owners are sharing the common challenges they are facing from not being able to access job sites, fighting to keep their workforce, navigating the PPP loan process, thermal cameras, and more. As we all know, though, there can be a lot learned in challenging times like these. On today's episode, I'm sitting down with Paul Boucherel from Matterhorn Consulting to talk about what systems integrators can learn and implement in these times. Paul is a certified protection professional and certified Sherpa coach. A principal of Matterhorn Consulting, he has more than 40 plus years of diverse security and safety industry experience, including UL Central Station Operations, Risk Vulnerability Assessments, Strategic Security Program Design, and Management of Industry Convergence Challenges. He was also inducted into the Security Hall of Fame in 2019. Paul has worked with PSA members for over 16 years as a consultant, educator, and education advisory board member. As a recovering engineer, his words, not mine, (laughs) he evaluates and recommends significant new technologies to his clients and PSA members alike. I hope you enjoy today's podcast. As always, if you have suggestions on guests or topics, please email them to marketing at psasecurity.com. Hi, Paul. Thank you so much for joining us today on the PSA pod. Candice, thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. The last two months have definitely been, you know, scary for our families and businesses across the world. How are you doing right now? You know, we're doing really well. Uh, um, other than my to-do list has gotten to the size of a 50-gallon drum these days. Right. So, yeah, uh, we're doing really well. My son, Brian, did come down with COVID-19, and he lives there in Denver and works for a PSA company, but he recovered uh-huh. remarkably well. So thank you oh, for asking. Thank, thank goodness. That's good to hear. Yeah, it's certainly been a time where, you know, a lot of us are seeing sales numbers down. And uh, so we think that means less work. But for a lot of us, at least in sales and marketing, usually it means much more work. So I can sympathize with the to-do list being bigger than ever. (laughs) I know that you work with a lot of vendors and integrators in the security industry. What are some common things that they're telling you right now about challenges they're facing you know, it's it's really interesting, Candace, because um, it, it depends really on the industry segment we're talking about. So our clients really range from manufacturers to distributors, system integrators, security dealers, and of course, Fortune 500 end users. So as a whole, the manufacturers have had to deal with, you know, protecting their people um, as a result of the interruptions in production, of course, and the supply chain, plus shipping. Distributors have less inventory and, and have less demand. So they're sitting on inventory and um, with the same overheads. System integrators uh, that were really slow to adopt, uh, you know, kind of a managed service profile or an RMR profile um, are probably the ones that are hurting probably the most. Um, Their business model really hasn't lent itself to great resiliency when they're project-based. So in a project, when it stops mid-cycle and they're sitting on inventory and they can't get the project on on track, um, that's, that's really a tough, tough situation to be in. The security dealers, though, however, which are the smaller RMR-based uh, alarm system central station type security segment, they're probably doing the best out of over 
uh, of everybody. They, they've got a, a current RMR drive that, that funds the business. Um, and so they're probably the healthiest of the bunch. And then of course, our end users um, have been impacted severely with you know, re remote personnel and loss of business and trying to figure out how they're gonna reopen safely. So um, I would tell you, each one has a different set of challenges uh, that they have to deal with. Right, what do you think is the set of challenges that's most challenging to tackle right now? You know, I think it's probably attitude and kind of the psychological wound of this uh, crisis that people are dealing with. Um, it's tough. They have to take a kind of a deep breath, you know, stay calm as possible and reflect on the lessons they've learned by this event, you know, for their business and associates and customers. Um, so typically, you know, when I'm talking with them, it's, you know, if you could rewind the clock, you know, three years back, you know, what would you do differently to weather this storm if you had that opportunity? Um, you know, in our security consulting business, we address risk profiles and include events like this um, in, in planning for resiliency and continuation of the business. And while most executives will give you lip service on this, right, and they'll nod at you, yeah, 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 um, the problem is they, they don't really anticipate this really actually occurring. So when it has, is a great opportunity for all of us for lessons learned. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I think for some of those who may have been more hesitant to move towards RMR, obviously we're seeing, like you mentioned, that a lot of the, the companies that are more um, based around that kind of a model are, are weathering this storm a little bit better. And we're hearing a lot of um, a lot of webinars and recommendations about moving towards RMR. Is it possible, you think, for some of these integrators right now to to really start changing their business model or trying to add more recurring revenue into their models in the midst of all of this? Well, you know, that's a great question because everybody is kind of like a deer in the headlights right now, trying to figure out what they do next. But my take on it is this: is that it's actually the perfect opportunity. Very few times, it's like trying to change a flat tire at 60 miles an hour. When you try to talk about how you change the process of your business while it's moving at, you know, 100 miles an hour, it just is very difficult to find the bandwidth to make that happen. So the silver lining is really is taking the learning and the chance to really look at your business more closely because things have quieted down. Uh, look at those uh, weaknesses and inefficiencies in your workflow process you know, that really have dragged, um, dragged on or, or dragged down your profits um, and, and have become really glaring in the last seven weeks. Because if you have inefficiencies, you will have seen them in the last seven weeks in your business. Right. What kind of a, a business owner do you think is, is going to survive this kind of a challenge where let's say they really have been hard hit and are really struggling? You know, what, what does that person do or what traits does that person have that can kind of turn that situation around and, and really help survive and weather this storm? That's a great question, Candice. Um, yep, so there's a wide variety within the segments I just talked about. And there are those that uh, are really challenged with um, handling the stress of this situation to think clearly about uh, where they're going and what direction they're headed. So I, I use it in football terms sometimes because I'm an Ohio State fan. And, uh, <laughs> and we had a coach, uh, uh, Coach Cooper, who had like the greatest quality talent on that team. Unfortunately, when things got bad in a game at Ohio State and the camera would flash over to Cooper's face, he would just look like he had no idea what to do next, just completely <laughs> deer in the headlights, right? And so for people in, that run businesses, don't be the deer in the headlight. Your employees are looking towards you. Your customers are looking at you. 
you know, even if you feel panic inside, you've got to hide that a little bit and be, you know, positive and proactive as far as what direction you're going to go. Um, I would tell you those that are financially sound, uh, who put money aside for rainy days, um, that have good relationships with their bankers, they'll be the ones that survive, or if they have a very strong RMR component. Right. You mentioned something uh, earlier when we were talking about, you know, some of that preparation work that you can do having, you know, these crisis contingency plans or business continuity, maybe what, whatever your organization calls it. I've certainly been at organizations who have done business continuity planning till you're blue in the face and you run these scenarios and, you know, the what if the plane crashes, what if, you know, a mm -hmm. pandemic happens. Um, and sometimes it seems very far off. Do you think those who have been doing that all along are surviving this a little bit better and better prepared and that all of that legwork has really paid off in these times? You know, again, a, another great question. And I will tell you, uh, our clients that we have done this with in the past, I've gotten probably five or six phone calls in the last month or so. Um, of, of senior level people thanking me for being so hard-nosed on taking them through these exercises and proposing to them stuff that they thought was absolutely bizarre. So, and, and I'll give you an example. So one of our clients uh, was back in an area um, in Memphis by the airport. Um, and we were talking about workplace violence and active shooter situations. And they said, well, we're not overly worried about that. And I said, well, you're on the dead end of the street. I said, if any of these businesses around you have a workplace violence incident, they're going to shut down all your streets and you're not going to ship your product to the airport to your customers. Right. And the look, on their, the look on their faces was stunning. They were like, we never thought about that. So the ones that have paid attention to it and taken it seriously, uh, they're in the best position to survive, uh, from my, you know, my opinion. Absolutely. What do you think for some of these organizations are, whether it's, you know, integrators or manufacturers, um, we're all going to learn something, even the most well-run organizations who are really prepared for something like this to happen. There's going to be a key takeaway for all of us of, you know, how to come out stronger and be more prepared for something like this to happen again, as prepared as we can be, I guess that is. But what are some changes that you're going to be recommending or, or some best practices that when you're, you're speaking with companies who you work with, that they should, should do now to make sure that they're better prepared next time something like this happens? Well, you know, another, that's a great question. And here's what I would start off with is that it will happen again. Right. In fact, typically when you look at these pandemics, you know, from a security consulting standpoint, you'll have the first wave that comes through, which we're in right now, but there will be a second wave coming. So this is really the preparation phase. Um, those businesses that look at this as a one-time event and go back to the way they've always done business um, are going to have a very difficult, difficult time surviving the long term. So my advice is this, is really patiently but persistently to pursue, you know, kind of a more balanced business revenue model that includes, you know, managed service provider, uh, physical security as a service, and, and some RMR components you know, with a target range somewhere in the future of a 50-50 breakdown in your revenue. Right. You know, so this gives them the profitability and resiliency to stay really solvent with remote workers instead of truck rolls. So those that have those components today have workers that are sitting back that are actually managing services, um, their services that they're providing. So um, I, I think that's really the direction they should be pointing themselves. Yeah, PSA's pro managed services program, you know, I'm sure you know, know a little bit about that. But, mm -hmm. uh, you know, we had recommended a slow ramp up model of really starting with 20% of your business model being in managed services and mm -hmm. 
you know, slowly phasing that and ramping up more and more over time. Um, do you think now, you know, in the face of, as you mentioned, this isn't like we're coming out of this anytime soon, there's probably going to be a second phase or life as we know, it's going to be altered for a long time. Uh, do you think that kind of accelerates that model of moving faster into the managed services field? You know, I, I think it really does. Um, you know, the challenges that, that I have with my client, um, the clients that I'm working with right now, so we have three or four that are um, our clients, is, is moving them into that position. So the way that I advise them to do this is really take a look at what they do uh, traditionally. So if they're a video, access control, whatever, is to take slowly what they know, which, you know, if they've got, you know, video and access control, and to slowly move that step-by-step step into a more managed service. An example would be, um, like um, some of the new companies coming out in cloud storage. So let's say that we have a lot of video uh, customers that store all their data on site. Moving that into cloud starts to move you closer into a managed service provider position without you know, leaving everything behind and then completely changing your business model. So I think gradual steps in the direction that they're very comfortable with, but maybe perhaps a new way to add some service and value to their customers. Absolutely. I think that there's a good chance that, uh, you know, here in a few months, it's going to be a very busy time for security integrators because our workplaces are really changing from all of this. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we, there's been a, a lot of discussion around thermal cameras and all mm -hmm. of the different kinds of technology and what our workplace of the future looks like with these social distancing parameters in place. What do you see being, you know, do you think there is going to potentially be, you know, more business opportunity for security integrators around figuring out how to reconfigure our organization? Uh, absolutely. So uh, by nature, I'm, I'm fairly positive on how I look at it. So there's really kind of a two-step process I look at, and that's this. It's, I recommend uh, to customers to relook at their company vision, the culture, their strategic and tactical plans for the future. You know, I strongly recommend that they read the book Traction by Gina Wickman. Now, you guys might be familiar with it. I know several of the PSA members I talk with, and many of my clients, I use that book to help guide them. But this is a very practical way for them to wrap their heads around where they're going to go with RMR, with new technologies, with new services, etc. You hit on the point that when the employees come back to work, the culture is going to change. You know, so all these, you know, all these employees that have been remotely at home um, are going to look at their career life work balance very differently than they did before this thing hit right so if they enjoyed being home and with their kids and cooking and all those kind of things they're going to put more value on that piece than just going to work you know 50 60 hours a week so right. that, that's that's going to be an issue any technology that can help them do that would be a good thing yeah, absolutely. I think that we're, in fact, I'd written a piece about this for SDM at the very beginning of, of all of this um, in March, which feels like forever. Mm -hmm. right now. Uh, but talking about, you know, the, re the remote workforce and how some really struggle to accept uh, their employees, you know, being at home and not and not working in physically being able to inspect what they're doing and, and the challenges of that. I think that this experience has really made us throw that out the window and just have to get comfortable with it really fast. And like you said, I think that that's going to really forever change what our workforce looks like. You know, absolutely true. So uh, we worked with SIA to develop a hiring talent guide about a year and a half, two years ago. And so it, it, as everybody knows, prior to this event happening, trying to source talent, right, and retain it and, and, and get it was the biggest factor for our industry in general, 
now this thing has turned completely upside down. Think of all the companies that financially are struggling maybe a little bit and had to furlough some of their best talent. Right. That, ta that talent is now on the street, right? Now think about if there's a better offer or a stronger company, they're not going to be in the same competitive position they used to be that they took for granted. And that's going to change a lot of things in a hurry. Yeah, absolutely. Wonderful. Well, Paul, tell us a little bit about what you do at Matterhorn Consulting and how, you know, obviously you've, you've given us a lot of insights of how you're helping your clients through this time, but maybe give us a little bit more insight to that. Oh, absolutely. Um, so uh, we've been in the industry 42 years. We do a lot of different things, but basically, if I summarize it, we help companies quickly and cost effectively gain new objective insights into their business with prioritized steps to really reach their goals strategically, tactically, and in practical ways. So what that basically means is that we come in and we call it our weather report. And with that, we, we give you an objective look about what you think your business is and where you're going and what it actually is. To do that, we really specialize in organizational growth, uh, the health of the organization and the development with coaching and training based on that many years of experience in the industry for so many different segments. Um, and then being a recovery engineer, as you probably know, I do love new technologies. <laughs> so you touched on this, you touched on this earlier. Um, we're working quite a bit with new technologies that are, are significant or game changers in the industry. So you touched on one, the temperature monitoring and some of these new things that are coming out that are being hyped have to be carefully looked at, right? So there's no silver bullet out there. If you look at the type of technology, you have to make sure you understand where does it apply and where does it not apply? You know, where's the balance, how it will help your customers and how will it help your company? Um, so you want to take those a little bit carefully and a little bit slowly, um, but diligently. So we help them do that as well. Absolutely. How can, how can our integrators or anybody listening to this get a hold of you? Yes. So um, they can reach me at paul at matterhornconsulting.com. That's pretty difficult. And then my and then my phone number is 330-702-8292. And they can also uh, reach me uh, through the magazine, which is Security Sales Integration Magazine. So securitysalesandintegration.com slash tag slash business fitness, which is the column I write every month for the magazine. And that will show you about 12 years of different subject matter that they can delve into. Wonderful. Well, thank you so much for, for sitting down with us today, Paul. I think mm -hmm. we scratched the service on a really interesting topic. Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. Thanks. Stay safe. <laughs> I will. And you do the same. Okay. Thank you.